This episode of Wellness Spin Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the wholesome box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families and express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try dinner twist and realize how healthy how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, so we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in this week to Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea, and you can find us on social media. We are The Wellness Women on Facebook and The Wellness Women Official on Instagram. I am The Period Whisperer on Facebook and Dr. Andrea.xo on Instagram. And you can find Dr. Ashley at just Dr. Ashley Bond over everything, which is really nice and simple. Ladies, thanks for joining us again today. Um, I am super excited about the woman that we have that we're going to share with you, but I'm going to let Ash do her justice and do a proper introduction for you. Ash, over to you. You, oh, I look, I honestly think meeting this woman is the only thing that does her justice, but we'll give her the uh, <laughs> the bio intro because she is a superstar. We love her very much. Um, I'm talking about the wonderful Kim Morrison. She's an aromatherapist of 27 years. Um, she's holistic aromatherapy, sports and remedial therapies. This woman has done it all. She's a qualified personal trainer. Um, she's studying in nutrition, reflexology and counselling and uh, has set some incredible records in her time as a state-level New Zealand netballer and she's actually done Australia proud by setting a world record to be the youngest woman to run 100 miles in under 28 hours and she has eight Australian door records. So I think there is so much to this woman that we're going to get into today but she's also an author. She's a mother of two gorgeous teenagers. She is the founder and owner of 28 Essentials which is a chemical Spray skincare and aromatherapy range, which she uh, founded in 2009. So, when I say ahead of the trend, she was already onto the essential oil trend well before it became one. So, welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, good morning. My absolute pleasure, ladies. I, Kim, I will never forget one of the funniest moments that we've had with you. And, ladies, Kim is 
absolutely freaking hilarious. There's like never a dull moment when she's around. Um, at the wellness base camp that we had in Perth just recently, we were all up on stage um, ready to do like a little introduction as to what we're talking about. It was a very serious moment. Marcus Pierce was up there introducing us, really, you know, revving everybody up for the day and he's passing the microphone around asking us what we were going to talk about. And we were all, you know, being, you know, very serious. Ashley was talking about how she's going to go into depth about low-tox living and I was talking about, um, you know, the gut hormone connection and blah, blah, blah. And then Marcus passes the mic to Kim and she jumps up there, puts her chest up and goes, blowjobs, I'm talking about blowjobs. <laughs> and I lost it. I think that I'd just taken a sip of water and it almost came out my nose. It would have been such a delightful moment, but that seriously set the tone for the day. I thought, okay, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> And then when we wrapped up at the end, again, we're on stage, again, Mark's passing the mic around going, okay, what was, what's one takeaway or one thing that people need to take home with them today? And again, Kim was like, have a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, oh, so funny. Um, so I can only imagine that this is the way that the podcast is going to go today um, <laughs> if, if we sort of allow that platform. Um, and Kim is also uh, one of the amazing hosts of the Up For A Chat podcast as well, which is always an absolute laugh a minute too, ladies. So if you haven't uh, tuned into that, make sure you jump on board. But Kim, thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing your beautiful energy and your liveliness to Wellness Women Radio this morning. <laughs> My pleasure. I was dead to say that, by the way. I was dead too. And also I think sometimes health and wellness is such a, it is a serious topic, like you say, ladies, and we all take it so seriously. But firstly, not many people talk about intimacy in relationships. Not many people have the, um, I guess, the the nous to have a laugh about these things in life. It's one of the biggest parts of, of relationship, yet no one talks about it. They say we sleep with our partner. We share intimate moments, yet we hardly know them. So a part of me is also about, you know, let's wake up and have the conversation. Let's let's talk about this in a loving, open, but fun and silly way sometimes, because sometimes that's the best way to learn. <laughs> Kim, who dared you to say that? Oh, Marcus and Brett. Well, Brett oh, predominantly. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to open the whole thing talking about, you know, low jobs and bedrooms and sex and quickies. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't need much prompting, really. <laughs> oh, I loved oh, it too because I thought, you know what, perfect pattern interrupt. Like you said, the seriousness of life, sometimes we, we get too focused on all of these, you know, wishes and desires and we forget to be, you know, I think this is probably why I love your new book, The Art of Self-Love, because we forget to serve ourselves. You know, we forget to, to think about what it takes for us to be really, truly happy. Um, you know, we can do all of these things that are healthy, but we also need to make sure that's in balance with what brings us happiness as well. So um, something that obviously brought you happiness was diving into the world of aromatherapy. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and your journey towards setting up such a, an incredible company that 28 is? Thank you. I was, look, I was a teenager who was always fascinated by health and wellness, probably because I had dreamed to play netball for New Zealand. That was my little goal from my mid-teens. I got to the um, state level of the trialing for the Auckland under-21s when I realized I was probably, I had grown too short. So I had a choice at one point. I was working in travel and I had an opportunity to travel overseas over to Australia and fell in love with Australia and decided, you know, I think it's time for me to expand my wings. I was 18. 
most Kiwis and Australians go off and do their big OE once they finish school or they get to a certain point. And I got to Melbourne and I was working in a gymnasium um, in Waverley Gardens uh, in Melbourne and it was next to the gymnas- uh, the gymnasium that there was a natural therapies college. There's no accidents in life. And it was the sign on the window kept saying 10-week course in aromatherapy and sports massage, which I didn't know a lot about. But as I walked into the clinic, the course was $160. I had $180 in my bank account. The smell when I walked in, I saw a beautiful little vaporizer sitting there. I saw oils everywhere. And I just thought, you know, it's just the right time at the right place. So I enrolled. Well, that 10-week course became three and a half years of diploma and certificate after one another and I think you'll both agree that the more you learn the more you realize you don't know and it was during that period that my love of essential oils just grew and grew I had a $1,000 credit card ended up going along to a course there was an aromatherapy company that had just launched in Melbourne called In Essence I fell in love with the two women that that started that company Judith White and Karen Downs And I guess my words were, I want what they've got. So I spent about $800 on essential oils and I just knew it was going to become my new love and passion. And as I went through and studied my aromatherapy diploma, that's when I really discovered there is so much more than just smelling an oil. There is so much chemistry, biochemistry, the combination of reflexology and kinesiology, um, combining it with things like polarity therapy and understanding that the energy and the vibration behind oils and our kinship to nature is so poignantly linked. And I, at the same time, was trying to get my log hours up for my sports therapy diploma. So we had to do 200 hours out in the community at sports events. <laughs> and I decided the quickest way to do that would be to go to an ultra marathon. So I went along to this 24-hour race where I was assigned to a gentleman called Cliff Young. And some people will remember that name. He won the original, the, the, the foundation Sydney to Melbourne race at 68 years of age. He was phenomenal. Um, He shuffled. He had a very simple outlook on life. He wasn't complex. He had no fancy running shoes or running gear. He cut holes in his little rain pants. Like he was just a very interesting character who I also thought, I want to know what you're about and to learn more. And at one point during this 24-hour race at what they call the graveyard shift between midnight and 6 a.m., he asked me in the pit stop tent what I thought of it. And I actually gave it to him. I said, it's the most boring thing I have ever witnessed to watch 40 athletes running around a 400-meter track is hideous. And he said, well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and enter one? And being an athlete, I thought it would much easier be much easier to run one than to watch one. So I filled out my first entry form of a 12-hour race, which was three or four weeks later. So no training, (laughs) had never run beyond 10Ks in my life, and there I was lined up to run my first ultra. I went on to win that, ran 95.4 kilometres. There's a whole lot of story in behind it. But what it did is I used the oils the whole way through. They gave me entry, that gave me entry to run the 24-hour Victorian Championships. So I also went on to win about 165 kilometres, kilometers, which is about a mile. Three mile. Australia to that championship, which is where I set the eight Australian indoor records. Now, I said all very quickly, there was a lot of struggle and challenge and unbelievable pain that came along with each of those races and all the running I did in that time. But 
Cliffy was my greatest mentor and I still live by his ethos, which is it's 90% mental and 10% physical. I still use those essential oils to get me through tough times, to celebrate life, to use when I'm feeling injured or hurt or emotionally vulnerable. I still have a love of running, and but I don't do ultras anymore. And I have to say, when Cliffy said to me, you will meet the real you doing an ultra marathon, he was right. At 20 and 21 years of age, I got to understand what it meant to be tenacious, to have determination, to be focused, to really give it your all, to not quit when everything hurts, to understand there's more within each of us than you will ever, ever imagine. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we can actually really understand what that true potential is. Amazing, Kim, that uh, so much in life comes from hardship, doesn't it? So much of the, the learning, the experience, and um, also the reflection on the joy comes when we do have tough times. And I think every single one of our listeners has had those times, is having those times, and it's wonderful when there's opportunities to grow from that. And, um, you know, in your case, not only did you grow from it, you decided that you'd come up with your own company. Um, tell us about 28 Oils and why they're just so special, because I know that both Andrew and I have a cupboard full of them um, and there's certain reasons why we choose yours over any others. What, um, what brought you to the, I guess, the values of essential oils and actually producing them? Well, certainly through my running days, they were profound. You know, like in my darkest moments, I would do an inhalation in the middle of the pit stop tent. I would be rubbed down with oils. I used them for inflammatory conditions. My tummy, you know, you, you can imagine doing lots of running, you get upset tummies. There was, And then, of course, recovery, you know, using them in recovery. And it was through my study of plants that I really got to appreciate how medicine came from plants. If you go back in folklore and history, cultures use plants and med as medicine. We use plants in our food as medicine. So it's not a new therapy by any means. Uh, aromatherapy has been documented going back over 4,000 years. It is a therapy that not only touches us physically, but there's a beautiful um, thing that essential oils do. And that is what we call psychoaromatherapy. We're inhaling essential oils. You can inhale an aroma, and I'm sure you and all your listeners will agree, there are certain smells that can transport you to a place and time like no other. They evoke emotions like no other. Smell and music can put us into a time and place like no other. So when you realize how profound that is, you can create what I call aromatic anchors to create new neurochemical loops to create new positive affirmations around smell or new experiences. But you can also use smell to override negative experiences. So my love in the science behind the oils grew, particularly while I was doing my diploma back in the early 90s. Um, and then my love kept growing. This company, in essence, then asked me to be their international presenter. Public speaking was my greatest fear. Hated the thought of it. So it's interesting that after years and years of stepping out of my comfort zone, being trained to speak, investing in how to speak, became one of my greatest loves, which is now to share the art of aromatherapy and how exquisite it truly is. And then I moved back to New Zealand in the uh, early 90s. A man I fell in love with in Perth, believe it or not, 
Um, he was a cricketer. He played New Zealand cricket for many years. We met him. We met in the late eighties, just as I was starting to study aromatherapy. We went our separate ways for the four years that I lived in Melbourne, um, while he um, really chased after his dream of being an international cricketer. And I guess that's when I did all my dreaming of being an essential oil therapist, uh, aromatherapist. I did my herbal therapy training. I also did my personal training, a uh, personal. Um, fitness training and and diplomaship back then as well so it was all of these things I became me I guess in those four years but then you see girls he came to his senses and realized that I was the one and I then moved back to New Zealand in 1991 uh, just after I graduated with my aromatherapy diploma and the the uh, physiotherapy clinic that he was that he was being looked after with his um, body being a cricketer the gentleman that ran that clinic was also the all-black physio. So I got to meet and work with a lot of all-blacks and their partners and wives, and a lot of them were having babies. So my passion around aromatherapy and pregnancy and sport grew. And it was during that time that I uh, worked for this company. I also traveled over back and forth to Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, working for them, doing, talking in different health food stores, different platforms, talking about the powers of essential oils. I think, girls, I've probably done over 2,000 talks on essential oils over the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. And then um, the bubble burst if I'm really honest, ladies, the bubble burst. After we had our first two children, or our, our children, it was lovely. We bought our home. Danny's career had finished. Um, he was now a, a sports um, media personality in radio and television. And sadly for us, our house got, it's another whole story, um, but like all of us, there's, there's struggle in life, and, and we lost our house in a property deal that went wrong. At the same time, Danny's beautiful sister, um, took her life tragically after a psychotic episode. And I think that's where um, the, the world crumbled, if you like. The world did not appear in the way that I'd always seen it with rose-tinted glasses on it. And it was during that time that I watched my husband spiral. So we had two young children. We'd lost our house, lost his sister. Life just did not seem the same and I can promise you it didn't matter which oil I snorted on um, it didn't fix or heal that moment and I think that's what where Cliffy would have talked about it being a graveyard shift of life I was off the track I wanted to quit um, and it's when we decided to move to Australia we there's no accidents again a beautiful friend of mine Cindy O'Meara who lives on the Sunshine Coast health practitioner and nutritionist extraordinaire as we all know she said why don't you just move to the Sunshine Coast and it seemed a really relevant thing to do and when he was interviewed on television and radio about the move he said Danny said it was about putting some sunshine back into our lives. So we moved to the coast. We lived in Cindy's beach house in Malulabar for a number of years, but the bubble kept bursting. Um, the money that we had in, a, in our last, in a property that we'd invested in in New Zealand, we took that money out of it. We came over here and I put it into a financial institution that sadly three months later went bust. So now we had nothing, no money, no assets, nothing to our name. We were Kiwis living in Australia. We weren't Australian citizens, so we couldn't get support from the government. My husband had to get on the road and do what he knew best, which was to be a travel, uh, sorry, a media commentator, a 
cricket commentator. So he was away for, you know, seven, eight, nine months of the year. Unbeknown to me, and he allows me to share this story, he was in a world of pain. Not only was he now away from the people he loved the most, he, you know, being a man, being the provider and protector, the energy of who he was in our family was broken because he felt like we'd lost everything. Mm. He also found himself in a world of alcohol and drugs. And I didn't know this. You know, I was raising two young children single-handedly. Um, we didn't have a lot of texting. And, yes, there was that conversation, but, you know, there was often no, not the connections that we'd often get. So, you know, I found out two years later, just as my dream was beginning to relaunch the book I had co-authored with Fleur, Like Chocolate for Women, All About Essential Oils, there's no accident that I was, you know, needing to look after myself a bit more at that time. Those of us with children know that that often goes on to the, the second, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth list, you know, down the list. So probably even bottom of the list when it comes to self-care with children. And I started to question who I was. When it all came out, we were about to launch Like Chocolate for Women with 28 oils. And I had been searching for 10 years, someone to manufacture my oils, my skincare that we dreamed of of being chemical free. And for years, no one could fit the bill. They all said to me, you can't have um, skincare without parabens. Parabens are what keeps the product safe. You can't have them without petrochemicals. You can't have them without emulsifiers. Water, water and oils don't mix. Um, you have to have... Um, you know, oils that have been manipulated or adulterated so that you have the same aroma each time. Honestly, for 10 years, I had everybody tell me how I can't do it. And I kept going, I don't agree with you. So I kept thinking, well, I just use cold-pressed oils and essential oils for skincare. So what's wrong with that as skincare? I don't have to have creams, but I realized the public is used to moisturizing creams and lotions. So I kept searching. And there's no accidents. Our third book we wrote um, about face, which was all about natural skincare. They then came out, uh, this lady picked up our book. She rang me out of the blue and said, Kim, I want to help you. She lived in Perth, a Kiwi. She had her own skincare range, chemical-free range. And a long story short, she ended up manufacturing the range. But here's the thing. As we went to launch it, my marriage had fallen apart. We now had no money. I needed 40 grand to launch this baby. And I was in a world of questioning. And I have to be honest with you both, that was my dark moment. I was lying on my bathroom floor, my marriage over, no money. I had $40,000 worth of debt, a book that was at the publish, uh, at the printers about to be printed, skincare on the, on the train getting freighted over here that I had to pay for. And I was lying on my bathroom floor and, um, and Fleur just looked at me and I said, I, Maybe this is the universe saying give up. And she looked at me and she said, well, maybe this is the universe asking us how bad do we want it. Mm. That was enough for me to pick myself up, put one foot in front of the other. I borrowed $2,000 credit cards from so many different banks. Yeah. I, um, I had a lady who wrote, after telling her the story, she wrote out a check for $20,000, no joke. And one foot after the other, we launched 28 Skincare and Essential Oils in November 2009 and I have to be honest with you I think it was through how bad did we want it that really made me determined to make it work and we're coming up to our 10th year so it's a beautiful privilege to be with you in our 10th year I'm on my own in the business but 
I have a beautiful business partner now back in New Zealand. And I have to say to you, if I've learned anything in all of this, using my oils and doing the process of self-care, no matter how tough it got, making sure I did put my self-care at the top of the list, so still going for walks, getting out in nature, making sure I ate good, healthy foods, looked after my hormones as best as I could, but my belief and passion around health and wellness, I think, with alongside essential oils, has been the thread that has held me together in those moments of darkness. Oh, Kim, that's amazing. And I, can, I can't even imagine how difficult that must have been for you because you and Danny were like literally the poster children of, you know, New Zealand. Like your um, wedding photos were on the front covers of all the gossip magazines. And, uh, you know, obviously if you follow Kim, you'll know that they were able to beautifully repair that, which I'm sure wasn't an easy process. Um, but through all of that, Kim, I know there's a quote that you have um, that I've seen on your website and in the book that says that, you know, your self-care is your own divine responsibility. What do you mean by that? No one's going to look after you. We all wish that someone would come in and say, oh, look, I'll look after the kids. I'll send you to Guingana for a week, go to the Noosa Day Spa, chill out. Husbands need us to be strong or partners need us to be strong. I believe if the woman of the house is happy and healthy, life runs smoothly for everybody else. But no one's going to do it for you. And you can become a martyr or a victim to all the responsibilities and the blessings, which is my way of looking at it, Or you can stand up and get out of your pity party. Acknowledge sometimes it's tough. I'm not denying that. Don't hide your feelings or bury them under a carpet or pretend, no, everything's fine because we all know that the word fine, it's an acronym for freaking insecure, neurotic and emotional. So we're not (laughs) fine. Um, But it's truly the only person that can look after you or to stand up and show your kids how to get through tough times and still look after you is you. It is your responsibility, but I consider it a divine responsibility. It is a beautiful, powerful responsibility. And do not give up on yourself. Do not quit the race. Yes, you'll get blisters and chafing and ankles that hurt and knees that ache and backs that get sore. We have beautiful chiropractors we can go and see to support us for all of those things. Get your tribe together. Close girlfriends that do not you know, get into the gossiping of, oh, my God, he's such an a-hole or, oh, my God, this is such, kids suck or, oh, my God, did you see what they said? You cannot get into that. My girlfriend, Cindy, you girls I would consider part of that tribe. If I rang you and said, I'm having a level one soul moment, someone's just knocked me on social media, I know I could ring both of you. I promise you, even though we we may not be instant, we, we may not be besties, but we are instant besties. I know if I rang you, you girls would say, you know what? Suck it up, girlfriend. That person doesn't matter. The rest of us, the the other 500 of us that believe in you is what matters. So get your tribe together. Make sure your tribe back you, but also don't fall into the pity party with you. I believe the divine responsibility that we have as parents is to show our kids how to get through tough times. Not, um, Don't pretend that you're not going through tough times. They need to see it. We don't have to dump on our kids, but they certainly need to know that we've got their back and we've got our own back, more importantly. Now, if our partners fall off the wagons, as I've mentioned, then our job in partnership, if you, if you say the vows of marriage, and I'm a marriage celebrant, but if you say those vows of marriage through good times and bad, then you will stand beside them as they get through those tough times. But it also is their responsibility to do it. And I have another belief, gorgeous girls, that sometimes, and Dr. Brian Weiss 
taught me this. He's a beautiful author in the book, Only Love is Real, that sometimes it's time for the souls to take different classes. I consider that a beautiful metaphor and analogy for even girlfriends that we fall out with or clients that we might fall out with or not even fall out with, but just, you know, it's time for us all to take different classes. So maybe throughout the process of life, the good and the not so good, there's lessons and opportunities for all of us to make a choice. What's going to serve me? I don't say do that with real selfish intent, but selfless intent. How do I become a better person through this opportunity? Now, when you're lying on your bathroom floor, it's very hard to say, oh, um, <laughs> this is a brilliant learning opportunity. This is a great opportunity to learn here. You're not going to feel it. But ladies, stand up for yourself. Be the example, not the evangelist. Live by the truth and the example from all the amazing lessons that you phenomenal souls teach us. Take on tools like essential oils. Be your best version and know that through the tough times, you will come out the other side and look back with hindsight and and go, thank goodness that happened. I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. Mm. Kim, I feel like you're almost giving us a sermon right now. Like I feel like... (laughs) At one of the weddings that you were um, performing or whatever you would say, you've got this lovely way of just describing things and just rallying, um, you know, people around you. It's just so gorgeous. Um, Kim, can you please tell us what makes 28 so different, but especially what makes it different to, um, you know, some of the other really popular essential oils um out there i don't know like do we name names ash i don't know um, well i think look most people know they're familiar with doTERRA young living so you know why is it important to consider other players in the game when it comes down to why you purchase certain oils because i know you know me personally i've made very educated decisions on my essential oil kit um but rather than preach to you why i've done it i think you know understanding kim's ethos and the concern she has about the environment the way i do um will help you probably understand why you know Kim's range is in my cupboard, not the other brands. (laughs) Yep, agreed. Well, firstly, I want to say, I want to acknowledge all the other brands because it's because of them they have put a real highlight on the industry. I mean, I've been in this for nearly three decades and aromatherapy has never been more popular than what it is today. Or should I say essential oils have never been more popular. As a therapy, I still believe people have to appreciate that essential oils are highly potent extracts from plants. They do have medicinal and therapeutic qualities. Therefore, my only concern about all brands is the value of education. So be mindful, less is best or less is more. Be mindful that someone who's really excited and passionate about essential oils, if they're telling you to take them internally or to willy-nilly put them onto different things, then just be mindful that their enthusiasm may not necessarily be the best um, advice. So always seek advice, particularly with the internal application of essential oils, to me, would always be with a qualified clinical aromatherapist or a herbalist or a naturopath, someone who has an understanding of the potency of essential oils. And just to give everybody a real appreciation of that, we all know that gut health is at the forefront of everything. What we have learned in the last decade around gut health and the microbiome and the millions and trillions of gut microbiome bacteria that lines the wall of our gut Now, if you knew that every single potent pure essential oil is antibacterial to some degree, 
then would it not make sense that if you're ingesting them, would it affect the lining of the wall, the bacteria? Now, some of that is really good bacteria, but essential oils are highly potent and most of them, all of them actually, are antibacterial to some degree. But if you imagine taking something like oregano or lemon or tea tree into the gut, those highly antibacterial qualities could disrupt the good bacteria. So that's why they must be encapsulated. They must be used for a short period of time and under the guise. And what bacteria are you trying to kill or work with? What parasites are you working with? So my experience and my thing is there's not a lot of research out there, true scientific research supporting the internal application of essential oils. There's not enough. And why? Because essential oils are not patented. You can't patent an essential oil. Therefore, the money is not there to do all the research. So my common sense as a therapist and as a mum says, hmm, did I see a lot of literature saying use essential oils internally in all the literature I've looked at with my history of essential oils? Hmm, no, I haven't. They've used the herbs or the teas or they've made tinctures with those plants and the oils have been used to make unguents and creams and inhalations. And if you look back on folklore and history, you'll remember seeing doctors with those big beaks that came out of the front of their noses. They were filled with thyme and oregano and rosemary because the doctors would inhale the plant material whilst they looked after people with the plague and things like that. So all I ask is go to a brand that you love look out for them. Look, to be honest with you, ladies, I nearly shut 28 down because of the big brands, not because I didn't believe in myself, but I kept questioning, how can I compete about against these billion-dollar industries? Then I took my own advice and went, actually, there's a place for everybody. We all deserve to be in the space. We all have beautiful um, ethoses and stories and oils and qualities. The thing I guess I could say to you, who is 28? Um, my comparison is we are 100% organic. Um, that is my standalone difference. This company is headed by an aromatherapist of nearly three decades. It is an Australasian brand. They are my three um, differences. And I consider our brand, 28, what I would call one of the, the highest quality brands. I still believe in the other brands. I still think they're high quality. I would just say be mindful of the education you have around them and use them in an everyday way, not always a therapeutic way if you don't understand the practices and understanding your scope of practice within the power of essential oils and aromatherapy. Oh, Kim, thank you for saying that. I personally think that your oils are completely unparalleled um, the the quality, the I know what you put into them as well. And I also just adore the fact that they're organic, which I can imagine is not an easy process. <laughs> no, and the other thing with organic and, and look, the beauty of having so many of us interested in essential oils today is wonderful. More and more of us are using them and using our innate intelligence to treat everyday ailments with essential oils, which I love. The the, the negative, if you like, with the increase in, in the love of them is in many ways we're raping and pillaging the land to get more oils quicker because to sell more, you'll make more money or to sell more, there's more in it for the individual perhaps. So be mindful of that. 
you know, even, it doesn't matter what brand, but less is best. Don't have to use them all all the time. Um, be mindful of the fact that there are growers and farmers out there. There is only so much land in France that grows lavender. So here's my thing around adulteration, that there was more rose oil sold last year than there was actually cultivated. You ask the question, where did that come from? So for farmers to keep up with the demand, they're being pushed into corners to now adulterate or synthetically add um, synthetic lavender to the plant, to their outcome. So unless you as the consumer are putting these through mass spectrometry, gas chromatography testing, then how do you know if they're 100% pure? You don't. So that is where trust and the ethos behind the company is so important. And I guess that's why I went organic, because we cannot say organic if our oils are not organic. Now, I couldn't get organic rosewood, and it's very hard to get it at the moment because of all the litigation out of Brazil where we get rosewood from. And there is so much raping and pillaging of the rosewood trees that they're almost extinct over there. So I have chosen to go for less rosewood in some of my blends in order to get the rosewood. But I can tell you I can't get organic rosewood at the moment. So I will tell you if I can't get organic. Now, it could still be of the quality of, of organic rosewood, but some of those farmers do not have the money to test for all of this. So therefore, we go on the people that we trust the most as well. So I want to highlight that and be very vulnerable and open about that. But I will tell you if I cannot get organic um, but those little farmers, I'm about to take a tour group to France because I'm so passionate about it and I love it. I, I almost get teary when I'm standing there in the lavender fields and watching mm. organic organic lavender being processed and distilled and then to see it come out. It's like watching the birth of your baby. I'm so proud of these oils. I'm proud of the people that work with me at 28. I'm incredibly proud of my manufacturers who love what I believe in. And I'm really honoured to have women like you who back it because I tell you it was two years ago I nearly shut the doors because I thought why why do I keep doing this why don't I just go and and do what everyone else is doing so the key to it my lovelies is and, and my other belief is if you love exercise here's here's another analogy you both love exercise and movement but I guarantee you don't have all Adidas shoes Adidas tights Adidas crop tops and Adidas caps or Adidas jackets. So to me, it's you might have Adidas shoes, you might have Lorna Jane pants, you might have a Lululemon crop top, you might have a Nike t-shirt, and you might have a beautiful cap that someone you love. Oh, you're wearing. Kim, come on, Kmart and Target tights are fine by me. Oh, there you go, a Kmart cap. So the reality is, you love exercise, but if you have a little piece of twenty-eight in your pantry, <laughs> pantry, in, oh yeah, pantry because you can use peppermint in your pantry, you have a little piece of twenty-eight in your life. I feel highly honoured and that is why I wrote the aroma cards and branded it Kim Morrison rather than 28 with 50 cards in there so that you could learn about 50 oils but they're not branded so that any brand would use them and love them and learn about essential oils. That's my intent around the education. That's amazing, Kim. And I love that, um, <laughs> excuse me, the whole brand ethos is everything you've developed. It's first love of people, um, love of the earth, you know, and love of the, the cycle of life, you know, being respectful of where and how things come from. And I think that's something that we always promote and that's why your brand resonates with us so much. Um, what would you say to women who, for example, maybe have essential oils in their life? Um, what's one of the very best things they can do today to elevate their, I guess, their sense of 
well-being and self-love, what would you say to them as one little ritual to add into their life today that's going to make their, their world better? Yeah, look, I personally think there's six oils to have in your repertoire. Um, lavender, eucalyptus, geranium, tea tree and lemon. And there's one other, peppermint, right? They're my six first aid oils that I love to have in my cupboard. Now, just with those six oils alone, which are not high-priced oils, the key is education, beautiful girls. Um, the most important thing is to know how to use them. So there's a number of ways. The diffuser or vaporizer is the best because everybody is affected by it. So with six to eight drops into your chosen diffuser, it could be an electric diffuser, it could be a candle diffuser with water. Um, the most important thing to do is to make sure that it's in an open space. There's a little bit of ventilation. So use common sense again because I keep hearing of people saying, oh, you should turn your diffuser off. There's this whole rave at the moment about intermittent diffusing. I always say, well, does Jasmine switch off intermittently 15 minutes every day? Uh, no. So make sure you've got open ventilation. That would be the safest thing. Less is best. Um, I love to use them in a bath, but if you've got children, put them into a teaspoon of cream or milk and then disperse them into the water. That helps disperse them a little bit more. Only a couple of drops is required. Um, you could use them in a massage blend. I swear to you, you both would love this. The power of touch is sometimes way more powerful than any oil or any cream or herb. A mother or father massaging their child into their chest if they've got a cold, one of the most beautiful things to do. Add to that a drop of lavender and a drop of eucalyptus and rub that in and talk to your child while you're doing it. The healing hands, the polarity, the vibrational frequency of the love of a mother or a father or a caregiver increased with the power of smell and the and the exquisite aroma, um, antiseptic and antibacterial qualities. Oh, you've got yourself a beautiful medicine kit there. Um, you can massage your kids' feet at night to help them sleep. And here's the key. It's the power of conversation. It's talking to your children and telling them about the innate intelligence of the body. When it's sick, it's not sick. It's the body having an amazing expression. It's got a temperature because, oh, my gosh, your body is so powerful. It's building up this temperature to fight off the bug that's caused it. And by fighting off the bug, your body is creating its resilience and intelligence around the next time that bug comes along, you're going to be able to fight it off even better. Or when we're throwing up because we've got a bug, I always say to my kids when they're throwing up, oh my God, this is brilliant. Your body's amazing. And they're like, you know, <laughs> no, it's not. And I go, yes, it is. Your body is trying to do everything it can to get rid of that bug. It is so clever instead of thinking oh my god my, my kid's sick it's throwing up instead why don't we celebrate the fact that this kid's body is is so intelligent it's getting rid of it so perhaps a peppermint compress and a cool bath with lavender and peppermint which is so powerful for a child to help bring down their temperature naturally talk to them have the day off school give the body time oh my gosh I feel like I'm standing like I'm on I'm on my podium again can you tell <laughs> But, you know, like, get, be proud of the fact that as a mom, you have the power to help your bodies and your children's body heal itself. So to me, using oils and herbs and amazing chiropractic treatment, amazing, um, maybe it could be an EFT practitioner you need to see because the child has some emotional issues around going to school or they've got something going on. So look outside the square, go to a naturopath if you really want to get some real herbs or, or want to trust in that. Seek out these two phenomenal women for everything they know because I can tell you this, listeners, 
if these two women and someone like myself did not know how to support you or it was beyond our scope of practice, I can promise you none of us have the ego to say we couldn't help you. We believe in the power of tribe and community and going to see someone else, preferably a holistic integrative practitioner that believes in the values that we have so that we work together just like oils. They come together synergistically, becoming the power of more when come together. So I believe in a tribe of caregivers but the tribe of family and supporting our wellness and using those little rituals, a spritzer, drop on a tissue into the air vent in the car, a drop on a, a, a cotton pad under the pillow of a child going off to sleep of lavender, I could go on. There are so many beautiful, simple daily rituals that would increase the power of the body's ability to heal itself. But all of the rituals that you're describing, Kim, just make so much sense. And I love the respect that you have for both the oil and the body and there's so much alchemy there rather than just you know throwing the kitchen sink at it and I also think that this is and the way that you produce the 28 oils as well is this is what I think of as conscious consumerism right this is where um, you know I would be so happy and so proud to recommend this to anybody because the fact that your organic um, the attention and intention that you put into every single one of the oils in there, um, you know, your beautiful skincare range as well. Um, I just love that. I think that that's amazing. Kim, is there any like one just kind of piece of advice that you just give to women all the time that you just hear yourself saying over and over and over again? Um, is there one thing that you'd love to leave our audience with? I think it's that self-care is not selfish, it's essential. That is the byline of my book, Like Chocolate for Women. It is you have to take care of yourself. You've got to fill your own cup before you are able to support and be the best example. Do not let your children, particularly teenagers, get into your Achilles heel and rip you down. They're going to say things that hurt. Your kids are going to have spaz attacks they're going to absolutely go at you and say you're an idiot and say you're not the best stand strong know that that is their job your responsibility is to take care of you and by doing that here's my best piece of advice be the example not the evangelist you cannot ram it down people's throats you cannot say to someone but especially partners those of us that maybe don't want to have gluten in the house or maybe we don't like packaged foods but you got you might have a partner that just loves this is not me but you might have a partner that loves diet coke well you can ram it down their throat all you like and you might say to your children it's not great that daddy or partner does that but at the end of the day we all have a choice what do you feel is best for you so every one of us is on our own journey every one of us has lessons to learn including health and wellness lessons so stay in your own lane do what feels right for you and by doing so other people will look at you and go what do you want what are you doing what do you use i, I or remember too that sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we're willing to hear it so sometimes mm -hmm. the greatest love you could give someone you love is to allow them the space to fall and i know that sounds really harsh and hard but sometimes as i said my therapist always said to, to me you gotta sometimes hit both but the ground with both feet so that you can push yourself back up so self-care is your responsibility. It is also your divine right. And it is also the best way to be the example to your family, your community, and your environment. And I sincerely hope that essential oils have a little part to play in that to be part of your daily rituals. Oh, 
That's beautiful. Uh, okay, Kim, where can our audience find out more about you? Well, you can go to 28.com, the word 20 and the number 8.com. Um, I have my own personal website, kimmorrison.com, and you'll find me my favourite platform is Instagram, Kim Morrison and the number 28. Um, 20.8essentials is our um, Instagram page there. But, you know, I have my beautiful health and lifestyle education programs, online programs to learn more about essential oils and chemical-free living, which I've really learned so much from you, amazing souls. And I also, um, being part of the Wellness Couch with you, babes, means we get to be part of things like the Wellness Base Camp and the Wellness Summit, which every year in August is basically an excuse for us lot to come together and play. So, um, <laughs> you know, follow us on our beautiful Up for a Chat podcast where I have the most amazing privilege to speak alongside of Cindy O'Meara and Karen Smith, two of my favourite souls on the planet. Oh, Kim, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for your beautiful words of wisdom. Um, and to some of those things were just so, so simple, but there's such grace in that simplicity as well. So ladies, I think that that is information and advice that you can absolutely take on board um, and start using today. We will post all the links to Kim um, in the show notes. So don't worry about that. We'll give you all the information that you need to find her. Ladies, we hope you've loved this episode. Uh, you are listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness women dr ashley bond and dr andrea huddleston we are raising the bar for women's health and until next week be well this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.